No, 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 she's not a medical doctor, but she can sure cure your tax problems or your financial woes. She's the how-to girl. It's the Dr. Friday Show. If you have a question for Dr. Friday, call her now, 737-WWTN. That's 737-9986. So here's your host, financial counselor and tax consultant, Dr. Friday. G'day, I'm Dr. Friday and the doctor is in the house. We have made it through another fabulous tax season and uh, we're ready to look at what's going to be happening. You either have filed your taxes already or you're still, like myself, on extension, but also working on your 2023 tax situation because we're already four months getting starting to start our fifth month of uh 2023 so that if there is any tax planning requirements any type of situation where you already know you might be going into a tax situation even if it's not necessarily that you owe money but you don't understand what it is that you've got going on then you want to basically make sure that you don't have to um deal with any of that situation as far as you know how it's going to work or anything else so what you want to basically be able to do is Take care of yourself, but also preempt what could happen in 2023 that might make it more important or more um, the information that you get can save you tax dollars or just that big rush of, oh my gosh, I owe $25,000. Every year we end up with some of that. Sometimes it's a shocker, right? We don't know why we owe it. We don't have any idea what the situation is, but if you do owe it, and you have that same situation, then you might as well stop dealing with that, you know, the problem. You might as well just basically say, you know what, I'm going to basically go forward, make sure I've got everything happening. And I know if I sell this, I need to set this much money aside for the taxes. If for some reason we overestimate that, well, then guess what? You've got the money. No problem. Everything's good. But if you don't, and then you go ahead and reinvest that money, that's usually the biggest problem is that if you've got a plan, and uh, I still get people that walk into my office and they have sold their primary home or they've sold another piece of real estate, not so much the primary because we do have the exclusion of 500000 and a two hundred and fifty. But I will be honest, in the last year, or so we've had more than one situation where that two hundred and fifty or the 500000 doesn't cover the profit on a home. But they say, oh, I've reinvested it already into another piece of real estate. Well, tax law right now, the current tax law has nothing to do with that, only if you do this under a 1031. A 1031 cannot be done under your primary home. Um, so it, it really only applies to business property for business property. A 1031 exchange is a like kind of exchange. So if you have a rental property and you want to sell that rental property and then you turn around and you want to um, buy another one, you might want to th consider a 1031 because then you don't even have to pay taxes on the, the first sale because you're still investing that money and the IRS is trusting in the big picture. They're going to get their tax dollars one way or the other. Um, so it is with one of those situations. So if you want to join the show, you can 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, taking your calls, talking about all things important. And I mean, not always is it going to be a tax question. You might be in the midst of, like I said, maybe you're settling an estate. Maybe you're thinking about selling some real estate, buying some real estate. Often people come in and one of the reasons they, they come to my office because this is the first year and they purchased a home and they're trying to think that maybe 
they didn't do something right when they did the taxes for themselves, thinking that they should have gotten this big tax savings because they purchased the home. Not the case, guys. I mean, especially now under itemizing, unless you have a very large mortgage, which creates a large uh, interest and property taxes, and even if property taxes were more than $10,000, you can't claim anything over $10,000 for sales tax and property tax. Then you actually have the situation where you have the salt tax, we call it, that's your your state tax, your income, ta um, your property taxes, et cetera. That can be 10000 But if you're a married couple and you have, what, 26000 almost, you still have to have $16,000 in charity and in interest to qualify for even a dollar of really going forward. So it's not that easy to deal with the uh, situation with, you know, itemizing. So if you're buying a house, it's really more for the investment purposes. As far as I'm concerned, it has nothing to do with the um, tax advantage. Um, again, I do know that a number of real estate professionals and individuals, sometimes they'll get into saying how much money you're going to save, but it's really, I mean, it's still an awesome investment. All right. It's a good thing. You have an investment and it's going to grow. I mean, very few times does anyone usually lose money on a rental or, or on a uh, piece of real estate. Normally, if it does happen, it's because they either flip it very quickly or they purchased it at the height of uh, the market and then they're selling it at the low power market. But I mean, I have many clients that will just hold on to the real estate till it comes back. It'll bounce back. It will always bounce back. So why don't we go ahead and hit the uh, line one and Lynn? Lean? Yes. Hey, love, yes. what can I do for you? This is Dr. Friday. Yeah, uh, just a quick question about income overseas, uh, but we'll get paid in dollars, uh, but it's going to be made overseas. Can I send that back and invest that income into like a Roth account or IRA? Well, that'd be in the United States. It's not, well, it's not there American is, um, Are you living overseas as well? Yeah, for the time being, that's correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you live overseas for over six months up to a year, there are certain tax um, exclusions where you won't have to pay a certain amount of tax for the first hundred grand you make. Um, so the answer is, is it considered earnings? Yes. Can you invest it into a Roth IRA or a standard IRA, depending on how much money you make? Absolutely. Uh, but you do want to also look into the exclusions. If you are physically living and working overseas, there are certain tax forms we can use to uh, exclude some of that or all of that income, depending on how many months you're over there and how long. Yeah, I know I'm going to exclude quite a bit of it. Can I still invest that since I'm excluding yeah. his income? I mean, if you could do it. It is considered earnings. So in answer to your question, yes, up to what, 6000 okay. or 6500 if you're under the age of 50 and seven or 7500 if you're over the age of 50. Okay. All right. Okay. That's, that's cool. All right. Thank Thanks, you. buddy. Appreciate it. All righty. So again, if you want to join the show, you can 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, taking your calls, talking about my favorite subjects, but you know what? It can be a lot of other subjects as well. Like I said, it could have to do with taxes. It can have to do with uh, planning. Um, you know, a lot of times things happen in life and we just don't have the time to plan. So if you have the ability to really sit down and say, okay, this could be what will happen. I mean, I have more than one client that will say, what if I do this? What if I do that? What if I sell a piece of property, but I, I, um, 
I carry the, tote the mortgage for two years or something. How does that affect? What can I do? So if you, if you actually have someone or you play those games, um, it's very important because on the other hand, I have people that walk in and they take money out of retirement accounts to go buy something or to pay off debt or whatever. And they're completely shocked that they owe money on that money. Doesn't make a difference um, if it's an IRA Roth or an IRA traditional, depending on how the money comes out, how much of it was growth and how much of it was actual your investment, taking money out, that kind of situation. You don't have the ability to um, not pay the tax. So uh, again, you really do want to consider where you're getting your money, how you're getting your money, and what kind of situation you're going to have if you have that money. Um, because uh, there's a penalty if you're under the age of 59 and a half. Um, sometimes now you can take money out of an IRA or certain things if first-time home buyer, major medical but that money does have to be taken out properly and used and paid out directly to certain situations. You can't just say, well, I had a ton of medical, so I couldn't work and I took money out of my retirement. And in some of those cases, even though you may have had medical and you weren't able to work, the money didn't go directly for the medical bills. It was used for your lifestyle, and that does not exclude the situation. But if it's handled properly, you might have been able to do things a little differently. So, you know, or if you're helping to take care of seniors, I mean, a lot of my clients or many of my clients, they're they're very good to their parents and they try to take care of them or or those kind of situations keep in mind that there are certain things that we can do especially the qualified charitable deduction I, very few most seniors give something maybe it's five hundred dollars maybe it's a thousand dollars a year some give a lot more but any of it you give if they have a a Roth, I mean, I'm sorry, if they have a 401k or an IRA, they're taking RMDs, required minimum distributions. If you schedule that payment from there, it's 100% tax write-off right now. Uh, I doubt they're getting any tax advantage for those smaller dollar amounts. I will say I have some people that give 20 and $30,000, but this, you know, if you're, if your parents or whatever, just gives $50 a week or whatever, work it out with them where they could get a hundred percent tax deduction. Plus they'll give to their favorite charity. All right. Let's see here. We have, is it Katie? KY? Hey, this is Dr. Friday. Who's on the call for me? Hello. Yes. There you go. What's your first name? Hey, it's. Joe, how are you? Joe. <laughs> hey, Joe, I'm good. Uh, I just couldn't read uh, what my gentleman on the other end of the line put out there for me. So how you doing, Joe? <laughs> doing well, doing well. Now, listen, I'm getting older, aren't we all? Yes, we uh, are, all of us. <laughs> so um, in a few, several years, I will get a pension from England. Uh-huh. I've heard all kinds of chatter on the Brits on USA site and stuff like that, but I've heard that if I bring my British pension over here, like somehow my social security is lower or they, they take away what my Brits give to make it like more equal or something. Well, I'm going to be honest. I, I have some people that have Canadian. I don't have a lot of Brits, but I have sure. uh, several Canadian, and that hasn't changed for them, but I'm not an okay. expert on it. And I would hate to say, I mean, it's obviously taxable here. We have to do the conversion and put on the taxes because as a, a U.S. citizen or as a, uh, a taxpayer yeah. in the United States, it will become taxable income. But other than that, 
I mean, it doesn't seem quite fair <laughs> that it they're they're taking it. something that you got from over there. But we all know tax law isn't fair, so um, it, so it seems a little. Is, is there a possibility I could just leave that money over there just to use when I go visit or something, and just not tell anybody about it? <laughs> no, I mean, no, there really isn't because. England is very well connected to us. They, yes. They communicate well. Exactly. Well, it's not like some countries where there may be very little communication, London or England or whatever. They're, they're yeah. very connected with us. So they're going to what be reporting back and forth. <laughs> and then you're going to get the FUBAR and then they're all tax you 100% of whatever you have. And that's, you know, that is the, yeah. the penalty on that is absolutely completely ridiculous. So, not um, yeah, not not a not a oh, pretty wow. sight, but I would definitely say. Um, I mean, no one says you have to actually physically bring it here, but you would have to report it. Report it. Yeah. All right then. Well, thanks so much. No problem, sweetheart. Appreciate you. Take care. All right. Bye. We're gonna take our first break, and when we get back. We'll take some more of your calls. You can get us here in the studio at six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six six one five seven three seven nine nine eight six. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we are back here live in studio. You can reach us at 615-737-9986, 615-737-9986, taking your phone calls. And we have one on the line. It looks like it's Trina. Hey, Trina, what can I do for you on this beautiful Saturday? Hi, I have a question. I wanted to know, I work at a job and I pay taxes out of my money. But at the end of the year, I don't understand how you can owe money at the end of the year when you're already paying. So I don't understand how do, how do you balance that out where you don't owe at the end of the year? That is a wonderful question. Seriously, I can't tell you how many times we have to deal with that because in my personal opinion, the current tax law is worse and not to say the last one was great, but it, it seems to be even harder for people to truly get to that just break even. They're not looking to get thousands of dollars back, but they certainly don't have, want to write a check at the end of the year. And may I, I'm going to ask, and just say yes or no, none of it has to be perfect, but are you married? No. Trina? No? Okay. Do you do more no. than one job? Just one. And do you have children? No. Okay. So, I mean, all I can say is you should be claiming single and zero. And I know nowadays it's not quite that simple. You used to be able to actually physically check off the box single and put in zero dependents and get that withholding. But you need to make sure that that's what's coming out because you have no dependents. You have nothing to, you know, to reduce your income. So you should be taking out the maximum um, withholding without having to take out extra. I don't, you know, without looking at it, but, um, and you can also go to irs.gov, check your withholding. I think it's what it says on the front page. And you can take a look and see how much they say that should be coming out. But really it's between you and your employer. Um, I'm assuming you're not self-employed, correct? You have a W-2? No. Okay. No. Uh, so, you know, so I think you need to just go back and even tell whoever does payroll at your place. If it's a big company, it's obviously HR or they have somebody. If it's a smaller company, you might be able to talk to them. But make sure that they have you at zero withholdings other than just the standard single and zero because you should be one of the easiest ones to actually identify. Normally, it's someone with multiple incomes, has a child, but they're single, but they're in the higher tax bracket. Um, but as a single zero, no children, nothing else, you should you should come out where you're breaking even at least. 
Oh, okay. I'm not helping you a whole bunch, but I think you need to talk to the HR and make sure, do a new W-4 and just make sure that that it's showing single and everything else has zeros on it. I have one more question. What's the benefit? Um, how, what, is there a certain type type of laws that tell you how much you can make in the, per state in terms of what you make per year, which will make you bro- break even? Because no. I know if you claim zero, you're going to actually pay more taxes. So you actually have to pay more taxes on the money that you earn since I don't have any dependents or anything. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Tax wow. law never looks favorable on someone like ourselves. Single, zero, anything like that. We're always going to pay a lot more than a, a mom with children or a married couple with children. Anyone with children, pretty much, unless you're a married couple in the higher income brackets, then they don't get any of the um, advantages. But um but most of the time, absolutely. I mean, having a dependent is why one of the reasons the IRS is actually has a whole group of people auditing single with children situations, because a lot of times friends claim friends, children of, oh, my, I live with my boyfriend and he claims my kids and by law, they can't. But Got it. Yeah. Well, Good question. For your, um, your time. Thank you. I appreciate you calling. Seriously. Thanks, Trina. All right. Let's hit Nancy. Nancy in Tennessee, girl, how you doing? Hello. Hi. Um, my question is, me and my husband, we filed Mary Fallon joint, and this is the first year that we've had to pay uh, in. And next year, I'm afraid that we're going to have to pay in more because I'll be getting a promotion. And we both on our W-4s, we both do um, single, married, Take, I mean, Mary, take out at a single rate. Well, I don't think at the current one. Okay, so if you're doing that, you should not owe. If you're both claiming single and zero, basically, Mary, but claiming at the single rate is basically saying that you're single and zero. Um, If you're both doing that, again, just like uh, Trina, who called in, the tax code should not be a problem if you're both W-2s and there's no children. Um, if there's children, you should be in a better situation. I would take a wild guess that somebody's claiming married and zero. And married means that you are supporting another individual. And since both of you work, you should both be claiming single and zero. Right. And I filled sense? out his W. Yes, I filled out his W-2 because he... Last year was the first year in our eight years of marriage that he's worked all year. So we were in a higher, made a lot more money, but I don't know what else to do because we had to pay like $1,050. Yeah, which is a lot of money when you don't have any expectation of having to pay that. So um, I would actually do one of two things. One, since we don't have a lot of history, it sounds like you were the one that was mainly working uh, for a lot of these years. Uh, so we don't have the combined income situation in the huge, but I would actually be looking, I mean, the minimum tax that should be coming out of any of either your paycheck should be about 15% minimum. So if you look at your pay and say, you know what, I made $100, $15 should be in federal withholding. So do a calculation to see if enough taxes, because I know some employers I I mean, at least I've been told by other people that have employers that basically say, well, we're taking out the maximum unless you want extra. Maybe maybe in this case, we do need an extra $10 a week or something coming out so you don't owe $1,000 at the end of the year. 
Okay, and we don't itemize. We just have right. Just That's the problem. Nobody item. I mean, I shouldn't say that, yes. but a large number of people cannot itemize. So you have no place to actually have deductions. So truly, it's you, the twenty six thousand dollars standard deduction, and then whatever taxes are due is due. You know what I mean? So I would. Right. I, I mean, in my opinion, if if nothing changed from last year to this year, and if you're looking at your pay stubs and you don't think anything's really changed, I would probably have one of you guys go ahead and start having an extra few dollars, whatever, depending if it's weekly, bi-weekly, semi-monthly, um, how often you're paid. I would just have that extra money come out of the paycheck. Just go and ask them to start taking it because the worst thing in the world is to have to come up with money at tax time. Yeah, yeah, because it, it was a shock to us because we've never had to pay before, and I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, we're finally both working. And now look at now they want more money. Um, yeah, so I don't again, there isn't a perfect science to this because some depending on the software some employers use and how much money, but it sounds like you're doing it correctly. Again, Trina, you I mean, it sounds like you both are claiming single and I mean, married at the single rate is the same as saying single and zero. Um, and both of you need to be claiming that's the only thing I can say if um, and it sounds like you are. So if that is, if that didn't work for you, then Nancy, you need to go ahead and just go to your employer, fill out another W-4, make sure it says single and zero or married at the higher rate of single, and then ask for an additional $20 or whatever it works out to be since we're almost five months into the year um, to get that extra $1,000 paid in now. Because okay. worst okay. scenarios, we overcompensate and then you get that $1,000 back. Best scenario, I mean, okay. you know, I'm saying that, you know, if we overcompensate. But uh, the other side of it is if you do it and then we don't owe anything at the end of the year, at least you, you it's easier to pay $50 or $20 a week or whatever than it is $1,000 at one time. Okay. 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 Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. All right. Let's, uh, let's hit Rhonda. Rhonda, Mount Juliet. What can I do for you, sweetie? Hey. Well, listen, I refinanced my house. And, um, of course, I paid off all my debt uh, right off the top. But I didn't refinance it for a lot of extra because I didn't I want to pay my house off. But I uh, put it all under one blanket. But then I um, I got, like, 20000 extra, and I want to take it. And I went out and bought a bunch of materials and everything like that to the better the, the property. Um, how much interest? Will I be paying on that extra twenty thousand? Do you think on my taxes? Well, I mean, it's probably. It, I mean, depending on what rate you actually received. I mean, if it's six percent, seven percent, you know. I mean, you're talking maybe a hundred and fifty dollars a month, a year, um, or so. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a mortgage expert. No. Far from it, no. but I don't think no. it's going to be enough to probably. I mean, depending, are you single, Rhonda? Or are you married? No, I'm talking about uh, because I took out the loan. Right. And, but I mean, if the itemization, uh, if you're single, it's going to be like you have to have more than like $13,000 of interest. And if you're married, it's going to be like twenty five or 26000 Most people have a very difficult time itemizing. So um, that's the only reason I was asking that is if, I mean, you can't, I mean, most mortgage interest under the current tax law is having a difficult time doing that as far as taking out um, that, that, that loan. Okay. So it, it, the loan may not be tax deductible is what I'm saying. The, the extra money that I got out of it is uh -huh. not tax deductible. It, really? it may not be because 
I mean, if your interest rate is not high enough on 20,000, you'd be ridiculous that you're paying $10,000 a year on that interest. So yeah, I don't honestly think that you're probably going to have any tax deduction if, if we're talking 20, 30, $40,000. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, because my interest rate's only four point four point yeah. five zero. Oh, I mean, so, so um, yeah, you're not going to see any advantage from your from your taxes on this. Okay, so I don't have to. I don't have to claim it, or do I have to nope. claim it? Nope, it's not taxable income either. Wow. Well, you just made my day. Oh, good. <laughs> All right, girl. We're going to take a <laughs> quick so break much. here. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. We'll take a quick break and we get back. We can get to more of your phone calls at 615-737-9986. We are back here live in studio. And if you want to join us, it's really easy. 615-737-9986. 615-737-9986. Taking your phone calls, talking about my favorite subject and apparently we've got several people that are dealing with payroll issues payroll um i guess you would say basically making sure that the withholding and is is going well and i'll be honest with you it's not a perfect science i know some people would like to probably think it should be but it's not because um they change the rules for one they try to make it simpler so if you have two jobs if you have this if you have that they changed a lot of that stuff and then you're sitting there going, it didn't really work because now we have more people that are having more time. And I think this year we had more people that actually um, had a situation where they ended up owing money this year because the last couple of years, it was simpler, I think, because we had money coming in 2020 and 2021. We received stimulus money three different times. They gave some extra money out for charity. There was several different um, payment plans for PPP, PPP1, PPP2, ERTC. Um, all of those things were out there. So we have money coming in all the time from all kinds of different directions. And now um, 2023 comes along and 2022, I should say, and now we're in 2023. And we haven't had that kind of thing. We haven't had the government handing out money, which, I mean, you guys probably know my opinion on that. Not necessarily the best thing in the world. Um, anytime the government gives out money, most likely that means we're going to have to pay it back and it's going to be a lot more paid back than what we actually received. So probably not going to be the best plan, but I do know a lot of individuals had that extra money and they were able to do some things that we actually didn't have to worry about uh, paying tax on. Now we're back to full both parents working again, everybody doing their things again. And I think people are finding out that it's been a little different um, in the tax code. So you do want to definitely take a look. If you haven't filed your 2022s yet, I think you're going to find that it could be a little different than the last couple of years, what you had going on. But um, it is always important to be able to make sure that you understand where your tax dollars are. Because again, some people are great savers. So, hey, we come back and we say there's a $5,000 difference and they're sitting there going, okay, I'm not happy about it, but I have the money, no problem. The other people, you can tell me, oh, $500. And they're like, I'm, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I don't have $500 to give to the IRS right now, which if you don't pay in, in the right time, now that 500 becomes a thousand very quickly. Um, and and it can just turn into more and more tax issues. So if you're having any of those problems, if you're trying to figure out 
how to deal with either back IRS issues. I'm an enrolled agent licensed by the Internal Revenue Service to do taxes and representation. That's really pretty much all we do. My brother handles the bookkeeping side of the firm. I handle the taxes. And so if you are behind on taxes, you've had tax issues, you've receiving love letters from the IRS and you're not too sure exactly how to respond, or maybe you haven't been responding because you're just like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this information. I can't answer it. I don't have any money to pay them, et cetera, et cetera. Then you need to give our office a call at uh, 615-367-0819. That is my direct number. And you'll be able to reach me on Monday. We can talk and set up a time to go over, see if there's any kind of resolution that we would be able to help you with, see if there's a way of making things a little bit better. It may be that you can be non-collectible. Everyone always hears about the Fresh Start program. Um, or you can, if you listen to the station all the time, you may hear about attorneys that basically talk about how the IRS could put Put you in jail. I mean, some of the things I'm not saying they're incorrect. It's true. The IRS has their own courts. The IRS can get um, liens or levies or, or seizure of uh, warrants easily. They don't necessarily have to go through a tax court situation. Unlike if you, you know, hit somebody with your car, you're going to end up in court possibly, and you both get to tell your side of the story. Um, IRS is not quite like that, but they're also not rushing to put people in jail. Um, I think the less than 50 people a year go to jail due to tax evasion. And in most of those cases, it's true tax evasion or illegally selling something, be that drugs or something, and they're brought down. Al Capone, everyone knows about. Wesley Snipes, we all know about. Those are the kinds of situations where you either got really bad tax advice in Wesley Snipes' situation, trying to say that um, taxes was um, an elective, is something that we could voluntarily do. Um, not too sure uh, where he got that advice, but it did end up putting him in jail and millions of dollars later. But taxes, just for any of you that are listening, uh, my personal opinion, and I'm pretty sure the opinion of anybody that works at the Eternal Revenue Service, taxes are not elective. It is something that we have to file, we have to pay, and we are responsible for being the person that does that. The IRS doesn't just assess and say, here's how much money it is our job to file taxes. So if you haven't filed your taxes, if you haven't dealt with your tax issue, the IRS can handle that for you. And I guarantee you that is not what you want. You don't want the IRS to be coming at you. They can take money out of your bank without any real notice. They usually will send out a, a letter that says in 30 days, we have the ability to levy your lien, your bank, take a levy from your um your bank account, and they can take every dollar that's in there up to the amount that they have. But what you may or may not know is it's only on the day that the bank receives that letter. It's not for every day that you you have it. But again, if your rent money's in there and they take it, it's not going to be something you want and they will not give it back. I mean, again, so often when people come in and we talk about smart uh, fresh start programs or the offer and compromise program, and you start talking about how much equity people have in their homes, how much money they have in their 401ks, and they're like, well, I've done, I've paid this my whole life, um, or I've built this up over the last you know 10 years. But that happened to be the same time that you chose not to pay the IRS, they're going to sit there and say, wait a second, you made your mortgage payment. You didn't pay us. You put money into a retirement account. You didn't pay us. So that money is ours. It's pretty simple. I mean, you, you wouldn't want your friend to go out and go buy a new car if he owed you money, because then you're going to say, well, hey, that car 
is mine because you went and took my money to go buy that new car. Well, that's the exact same mentality the IRS has in their tax law. So if you are at all considering wanting to actually truly get straight with the IRS, and it's not just something you say, oh yeah, I got, I got to deal with the IRS, but it's not just so much if I make a deal and I say, okay, you know what? The IRS is going to take this. We can get you straightened out and we're going to do all of this, blah, blah, blah. And the IRS agrees. You have to stay current for the next five years. And if you don't, all that hard work, all of that that we did can go by the wayside. They can basically disallow all of it, bring back all the tax liability you have. And that's what you don't want. So it's not always just a matter of making a deal with the IRS. Sometimes it's making a deal with the IRS and making sure that the taxpayer is going to be able to put a system in play to keep everything going. It's so important to be able to, to keep everything going once we make that correction on your taxes. It's not like bankruptcy where every few years you could physically go bankrupt. At least you used to be able to. I'm not absolutely positive you can, but you know, it used to be, well, every five, 10 years, I'll just go bankrupt and that's all there is to it. That is not the way it is, people. Not the way things are going to go and not the way that you want things to actually happen. So if you are serious about wanting to get your life together and get the IRS off your back and get actually not just that, but move forward with paying taxes and doing things you want to do, well, then you certainly give us a call, 615-367-0819. But if you want to join us here in the studio, if you've got a question about that, or maybe you just have a question about dealing with, like I say, a lot of the state planning we get into and many times and you have other state issues or maybe you just want to have a question. If you have one of those, anything to do with taxes or money, I'm pretty straightforward on all that. You can reach us here in the studio, 615-737-9986, is the number here in the studio. And again, we are talking about taxes, getting your tax life together. It's kind of like cleaning house, right? When you want to go through all your drawers and start cleaning everything out and make sure you've got everything right and perfect. That's what we want to do when it comes to this kind of situation as well. We want to make sure everything is nice and organized. So if you have a question, 615-737-9986-615-737-9986. Some of the rules have changed the set um, in 2025. Keep in mind that our tax law will change in 2025. Uh, Some of the provisions that came into effect under President Trump, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act expires um, and starts as of January 1st, January 1st of 2026, we will have a new tax law in place. It will revert back to what was on the table back in 2017. So that means the the biggest thing, and, and a lot of times people are sitting there going, well, well, how's that affect us? The biggest thing is we're in the lowest taxes that we've ever seen um, pretty much before tax really came in. So the 12% will now go back up to 15. And then if you're, so so the first 12, that's 3% going up. And then people that are in the 22 will go up to 25. So that's a 6% increase and so on and so on. And it's going to be uh, moving its way up all the way through the tax code uh, back up to 39 and a half. So it is an important uh, situation where we want to make sure that if you are thinking about selling some real estate or if you are thinking about doing some tax planning, you need to take in account the tax planning that we have. Um, why don't we go ahead and hit Rosie real quick and then we'll take the break. Hey, Rosie, that way you don't have to wait through it. What can I do for you, sweetie? Hi, Hi Dr. Friday. Um, I was just, um, 
listening. And um, what my husband and I do, and I, I know this is probably an nerdish thing to do, and um, and we do have fixed income, like we get paid the same every month. Right. Um, but I always, um, in June, I always do an estimated tax return for the year. Oh, okay. And then in September, I do the same thing, you know, just quarterly. Right. Just to right. make sure we're on track. And um, and so I was just wondering if that would help people. Well, you, um, um, it would, but you're expecting, I mean, I hate to say this, but you, you sound like you're a fairly organized individual. Um, a lot of people don't do their own taxes, so they don't know. There is some free software out there people can use to get the basic information. Um, and I do know on irs.gov, if you're just a W-2 person, you could put in your earnings and it will tell you how much should be coming out. But um, uh, do you have multiple sources of income? No, that's what I'm saying. Oh. It's easy for us um, okay. because we're, you know, one, two incomes, my husband and I, and um, no, that's what it's going to be because it's fixed. It, and yeah, but, I mean, fixed, but it's um, salaried. Right. And that sounds a lot like uh, Trina and them were saying that they had a single W-2. Um, so in their case, I mean, again, it shouldn't be that complicated, but I like the theory. That's a great idea. And that's what, when people come into my office, often what we do is the same thing. We actually put in the information just to see what the tax code would be calculating, um, you know, where you're at. And then that way, for some reason, if it starts showing that you're not heavy enough withholding, you still have time to either put some money aside in a savings account or have your employer start adjusting your withholding, which I like, because that way, you know, you actually aren't being shocked come March or February or March when you actually file the tax return the next year and says, you know, hey, I I thought we were calling it close. So you kind of knew or I expected to be a refund or whatever. But that's a great idea. And the people listening, if you have a a advantage to going onto a software or just getting something that will calculate the tax, especially with a single income like that, I would think that would be pretty easy to make sure that that was a but that's a wonderful idea, Rosie. Seriously, good plan. Thank you. Um, I've been doing it for like 20 years and um and uh and i just like literally take the old-fashioned tax return forms and do a paper return just to make sure you know and and so yeah i just wanted to to throw that out there as an idea so hopefully that's a great one help somebody hopefully people are listening okay, thanks, yes Dr. Friend. thank you rosie i appreciate it take care all right bye we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get to the rest of the phone calls. 615-737-9986. We'll be right back with the Dr. Friday Show. All righty. We are back here live in studio on this beautiful Saturday. Um, and if you've got questions, there's still a little time on the clock. So you can join us at 615 9986 talking a little bit i got an email a little bit about long-term capital gains um everyone does still realize that we do have a zero percent capital gains rates for people in the long-term capital gains um you do have to be basically in the 15 percent tax bracket or less including those gains then you have the 15 and then the 20 and then don't forget the 3.8 surtax on investment income for single filers uh income is 200,000 for joint 250 there's that wonderful marriage penalty that you um that you get sometimes in the tax code that's why it's not always fair but the 0% rate which i sometimes think people don't think about when they're 
maybe they've got something they want to sell or do, and they're so worried about not doing it that sometimes they, they don't take into account how they might be able to do it for zero tax. So um, that would mean that in 2023, the taxable income can be 444625 I mean, 44, for a single return, 50750 for head of household, and 89250 for a joint filer. Um, and then... That way, it's important to understand these tax codes, right? So you go zero. Let's just take a single person. You say, okay, if you're making forty-four thousand six hundred twenty-five, and it includes all your income and your capital gains, you'll pay zero capital gains rates. Then on the other end, if you are a single person and all of your capital gains plus your income exceeds four hundred ninety-two thousand three hundred one, you're now in the twenty. They always say the twenty percent tax rate. It is the 20% capital gains, but they're going to also hit you with that 3.8 surcharge for investment income. So it's really 23.8 that you're going to pay on all money above that dollar amount. So the game is how do you try to figure out which way or in the middle of one of those situations? Because um, most people think capital gains rates, all they think is 15%. Now, in the favor of the individual that may have thought they were going to pay 15% and they end up paying zero, well, they never seem to complain much about that situation. But how about the person that is basically thinking they'll pay 15%, but they end up paying 23 or 18.8%? Because even though you are at the, um, you're still under the 20% uh, tax bracket, remember anybody in the 15% uh, tax bracket and, and you make more than 200,000 for a single or 250,000 for a married couple, that's going to kick you into the 18.8% tax bracket. These numbers are so important. It's so very important to understand where, why, what, and how you're supposed to be able to do anything with your taxes. If you don't plan it, if you don't sit down and say, hey, you know what? I don't know for sure how this is going to work, but here's my problem. And then you have somebody like myself, an enrolled agent or your tax person, Use them during the off season, you know, let, let them, because it's so difficult sometimes to really do sit down and plan for an hour, hour and a half of just really understanding your tax situation in the middle of what we call tax season. What is better is for you to be able to basically go forward and say, hey, here's my scenarios. Um, maybe it's a conversion. Maybe you want to do a Roth conversion of some sort. And then again, those kind of situations, Roth conversions can be great. You, But if you don't have it planned out, my friends, a Roth conversion can be a freaking nightmare because you forgot that you were going to have to pay taxes on the money that you converted and you didn't get an assessment on how much that was going to be. So the next thing you know, you now have to come up with, you know, 20, 30, 40,000. I had a gentleman did a Roth conversion at the same time, his financial planner actually had done a, a balancing, a rebalancing of his portfolio, ended up costing him somewhere in the ballpark of of fifty or sixty thousand um, dollars, because because the conversion was not done at the rate that he thought it was going to be. Um, so very important 
um, that everything is moving in the right direction, that you're doing everything you should be doing, and that you have somebody that's going to hopefully give you that information so that you can actually sit down and figure out what is my next step? How much money is this really going to cost me? How do I make this work for for everybody, you know, especially for my bank account? So if you don't know, um, you know, if you have these kind of situations where something's coming up and you don't already have someone that you're working with, you might want to give our office a call at 615-367-0819 on Monday, and we can get you on the calendar to sit down, maybe do some tax planning to, if nothing else, get you onto the right page as far as what expectations you might have coming, because sometimes life can give you some pretty interesting little interesting little shakes, I guess we can call it. Um, and if you're not prepared for those, then sometimes that can get you, sometimes it's a wonderful thing. I had a gentleman last year win the lottery. I mean, who, how can that be a bad thing no matter what? Uh, but when you have to write a check for $330,000 on off of the million, um, and then, you know, then you want, you've already pretty much spent all $1 million. You, you have to have some evaluation on how that's really going to work. And if I had, if somebody had come to me and they won the lottery before they had already taken the money out, I would have suggested possibly not taking out all of the money. I know some people think that that's a great idea, but in some cases, unless you are very good with your money and you have um, a strong um, financial uh team that will work with you on how to make that money grow and what you're going to do. An annuity may be because some of these annuities actually not only your lifetime, but they'll go through the lifetime of the next person. It is a smarter situation because you know, you win 2.5 million, but then if you take the annuity, if you don't, you get a million dollars. Sounds like a lot of money, guys. Not so much by the time you get out of doing everything you need to do. So again, if you have tax questions, if you're going to be um, selling or coming into some income and you're trying to figure out what's the best way to keep the taxes as low as possible and prepare yourself for whatever tax consequence that's going to be. Um, Or you just have friends or family that maybe haven't filed taxes for a number of years. Sometimes I have uh, two cases right now where the kids uh, kind of got involved with helping mom and dad out and found out mom and dad hadn't been filing taxes and they should have been. Now, some seniors should not have to worry about filing taxes, but there are some that should have. And in this case, they should have been filing. They just didn't. And now the kids are trying to make sure that everything is done correctly because, you know, at some point, all of us are going to leave this world and you don't want to leave a mess. So if you've got someone you know that needs help, you want to um, set up a free consult to go over the initial uh, tax situation, the phone number to reach us at is 615 615- Three six seven zero eight one nine six one five three six seven zero eight one nine. You can check us out on the web at drfriday.com. That's drfriday.com, or you can email Friday at drfriday.com. As an enrolled agent, my job is to help you try to figure out the best ways to get back on track with the IRS, to give you representation so you don't feel like you're kind of walking up to the door without any protection at all. There are rules that the IRS has to follow. There are regulations. And I do understand, guys, every time you pick up the phone, I've got two cases where they have to call the IRS to get their six-digit PIN for us to file the tax return. 
again, if you can't get a hold of somebody, how do you expect me to be able to do something? And they're they're having they're getting a bit frustrated. So I know not everyone's in the mood to get uh, new hires of the IRS. I'm I'm not one either. If they're going to put them all in audits. But it would be nice to have a few more people that could answer phones and to deal with resolution so we don't have so many people that look like they owe money, but they don't because the IRS isn't answering the call. So hopefully we'll get that. Again, if you want to join us, 615-367-0819, the number to my office, 615-367-0819, and uh, email friday at drfriday.com. I hope you guys have an awesome Saturday been a good one for me. Thank you for listening. Copulator.